from uh, Buffalo where it was snowing yesterday apparently, so she thinks this is warm here. Um, she is the, a professor of uh, English at Buffalo and also the director of the Distinguished Poetics Program at uh, SUNY Buffalo. She is the author of a number of books, uh, the most recent being uh, Commons, which was published by the University of California in its new poetry series, and Penury from Omnidon. <coughs> she has won a number of awards, including a Multicultural Publishers Exchange Award of Merit, a Dason Foundation Translation Grant, and several awards from the Fund for Poetry, among others. Myung's work offers a serious revision of uh, the trajectory of much post-war poetry. If we think about poetry of the 1950s and 60s, stressing the body of the poet to reclaim the voice and the authenticity that is often implied by that notion of voice. And then the poetry of the 1970s and 80s stresses the materiality of the sign, the word as the trace of meaning's instability. Meaning is a product of specific ideologically encoded speech acts. In Myung-Mi Kim's work, the voice is reclaimed again, not as a site of authenticity or presence, nor as an arbitrary sign system, but often as a sign of displacement and diaspora, the mark of a flexible citizenship in an globalized, increasingly globalized economy. She seeks, as she says in Commons, the meaning of becoming a historical subject. Her work joins the body of projective verse with the textuality of language writing and French feminism to produce, as she says, the Twitter, the mishap, scattered phoneme, a glitch of sound in throat that is the burden of the non-native speaker. <coughs> English only is no longer a given, but a horizon approached with difficulty, and her work maps this difficulty by its omissions and its lacuna, its verbal stutter, as she attempts to come into speech. In, in the early book, Under Flag, she figures this horizon through a version of the national anthem. Quote, must I ring so true, so we must sing it, to span even yawning distance, and would we be near then? In Commons, she explores the difficulties of citizenship by displaying the sounds in English that are difficult for the non-native speaker to pronounce. And in Penury, she provides an entire page of slash marks, as if marking spaces where words once appeared and have since been vacated of all meaning. The effect, then, is a poetry constantly in motion, swerving or lurching toward clarity or disappearing in the white space of the page, as if to capture the fluid nature of identity in a global imaginary, within languages, nations, and states of mind. Poetry, as she says, is a site of unnaming, so that a certain relationship to perception itself opens up and the problems of capitalism, militarism, imperialism can in fact be engaged. But despite the social engagement that such uh, lines uh, suggest, her poetry is also lyrical and attentive to the pleasures of sight, sound, and intellection. Please join me in welcoming a great poet of unnaming, Young Mi Kim. The oceans held up a snarling dog, salty neck, heaven hung, and according bargain, short lux business, savagery's judge. 
started just with a few lines from uh, work in progress because that seems like the right thing to do, right? Start in the present moment. And also as a way of uh, thanking everyone who's been involved in uh, my uh, visit today and to uh, welcome you and thank you for being here uh, this afternoon. And if, if it feels right, uh, I'll maybe close the reading uh, with this new work uh, for, from a manuscript titled Civil Bound. And uh, you'll know if I say that, but if, if not, it just fell away, so you won't hear any more from that. Uh, so what I'll do primarily today is to read from um, the newest book titled Penury. Um, but I think in order to do that, I, I want to take a step back and read um, initially from the book previous, so the two books that uh, Michael Davidson mentioned. I'll start from Commons then read primarily from penury. Um, I'm trying to get a feel for it. It looks like you may be in some classes together. Uh, I understand there's a Q&A after, uh, so please be thinking about uh, some questions that you would like to formulate um, because I'm going to keep my comments somewhat uh, to a minimum. I will speak about the work, but I think the Q&A might be the better shape for for talking actually more about the work. So uh, don't, don't worry if uh, I don't seem to be talking about the work as I'm reading, but sometimes I, I feel that uh, it opens up a different space if you simply stay with the work. And since we have an opportunity to talk after, so don't, don't in other words, don't be uh, anxious if uh, you want to hear more about the work because there will be uh, a chance for that. Okay. I guess some of the things that, uh, just to plant some uh, possible uh, like threads for conversation, uh, I am very in interested in this notion of um, that uh, uh, Michael Davidson mentioned. Um, and, and I just got, these are just little, um, I mean, I was trying to write fast, but I think I did not succeed in capturing the whole phrases. But this notion of fluid nature of identity, uh, English as a horizon, um, the, the notion of a stutter or a lacunae, the attempt to speak, uh, something that I've been thinking about uh, often in my work. Uh, I, one thing that... I get asked about quite often and that I feel I think about quite often is the status of the fragment, which probably has to do, uh, do with this nation, notion of lacunae or stutter um, or the partial, the incommensurate. Um, but more and more, um, and I, I, think, I, I, I think you'll hear it, but uh, I'll mention it just in advance. Um, when I get to penury, it, the reception to this title has been fascinating um, because it's as if because I use a word like penurate, abject poverty, um, it seems to have invited even more attention on this uh, idea of the fragment or the, what I like to imagine when I'm being asked about, you know, um, in what way are you thinking about fragment? Uh, and I can't help but feel that the question is almost already imbued by this sense of uh, an utter lack uh, or paucity uh, or melancholia, if, if you will. Um, and I had something actually quite different in mind about what is lack, what is absence. 
what is unsayable, um, which is to say, in that seeming shatteredness or inability, uh, incapacity, something is activated, right? Something is being made, something is being vitalized, something is being exposed. And so I would really like to try to uh, keep that in some kind of uh, tension, productive tension, uh, when we get to uh, the Q&A part. So to begin, from comments. This book is um, a sequence of two long um, parts, if you will. The first is Lamenta, and that's where I'll start. Why are many buildings necessary with so small a farm area? The heat of the midday sun is obvious, but the pressure of populations on the inadequate areas of flatland has to be inferred. nestle, ravenous, seal. To settle refugees, to remove landmines, and their task leaked. The question is labor, skin loosening from bone is age, ages longer than drought or rain. Terms stringent for lack of food, root, insect, berry, pass a mud inscription. Weeks of slaughter fed the children and animals first. Snow may be falling. I stayed alive and listened. Orifices, mercury, and sulfur so close, ill, sever, thrift, translucence of cut pears on glass plates. Her name and her mother's name, her name and her sister's name, carcass of coyote and deer separated by a stream linked by bones. Sk. Meaning the spectator part of the theater, but also stall, birdcage, beehive. The fundamental tenet of all military geography is that every feature of the visible world possesses actual or potential military significance. Little flower, what day is it? The light stops at glum. A rain-saturated tree trunk becomes a feeling. The city of one's birth, 
and the people inside it. War is there and travel. The same is my sister, brothers, and mother. The father is thrush, white at birth and at dusk. Father is burying ground cool to the touch. This is some color, but what color is it? The inside of someone else's dwelling visible, a table and some chairs. You start to count one, two, three, four, until the explosion is near your neighborhood. You can guess the position of mortar by discounting and try to find a safe place. If the windows are gone, weak plastic is taped up, but the strong wind comes and we stay awake. I wanted to start there, um, as I mentioned, so that you could see how some of the concerns are being uh, tested, retested, reconfigured uh, in the next book. And I should also say that um, the book that actually precedes both these books, which is called Dura, um, D-U-R-A, uh, I think of actually the beginning of this project, which I feel while there are certain, you know, uh, Iterations like this is a particular book, and this is a particular book, and Dura is a particular book, but in some sense, um, they extend and, and, and um, uh, you know, embed and embolden each other. So in some sense, they're like one work, a continuing work. Um, There are also parts of this that I cannot read. Um, for example, the, the page that's just all just marks. Um, and I've been uh, thinking, and people have suggested that perhaps uh, I should figure out a way that uh, I could just project such pages. I'm not sure how I feel about that, uh, what that brings in, right, um, to bring in a certain kind of technology or technologically enabled um, event that takes place on the page, right? So it's literally, I mean, you can't see probably from way back there, but imagine that you can. It's a, it's a you know, page that has absolutely no words, uh, that has marks, and, and clearly there's a kind of duration that's being um, marked and traced. And uh, so there are many things that I cannot read to you, and that might also be uh, something to, to talk about. In other words, the, the, the very question or status of what can and cannot be said, what can and cannot be identified, what can and cannot be intelligible, right? This question of to what does intelligibility itself belong and how is it performed and carried out and w when is it uh, uh, providing a certain kind of agency right at the limit of being unintelligible, right? So the book actually uh, begins with uh, these two lines. 
uh, increased chatter. My chatter, I mean, here, you're obviously, I'm sure, hearing the specter of the weight. I mean, all kinds of chatter, especially uh, I, uh, the chatter of surveillance, the chatter of militarism, the chatter of uh, technology, and so forth and so on. Increased chatter reserved for pronounced sounds. Then the next two lines are. Stave, for which no pronunciation exists. As by one's ears, stom, stam, the makeshift shelter's direct proportion of drinking water to raw sewage. Asperlin, tharp. Just a normal customer, no heavy accent at all. Minimum human subsistence experiment. Deemed not even worthy of destroying. Kneeling on the ground, hastily dug ditches, syringes, hoarding, withholding, designed to starve the whole region into submission. The place I'm from is no longer on any map. The entire vertical profile from atmosphere to subsurface, columns and processions of being in and affecting I don't know what's the problems in that family, probably poorness. Those 840 workers, they're just gone. Lookout post. Are these your names? From, we are from, where are you from? Say this, may speaking. to burn or expose to the threat of the sun a person with a pigeon chest and protruding stomach. Valley-covered men, ant-sized carry-out, largest rat ever dug out, mountain pass we took, line map, anything moving, marshal, stomp, tons, millions, plastic, skin, fused, infrared, instinctively fell for, rushed, worthy, arterial, many friends, aggression, anywhere, precision, elite, command, record, commemoration, meal. Foundry mill warehouse. Tannery, refinery, central clearing hall. Infirmary, barracks, internment camp. Auto plant, containment center, refugee camp. <coughs> Conjugate. She, the weeping work parade of earnings, weight of four legs and hooves underwater, a ripple, birched, alyssum.
Within a few years, it learns to read if it is a boy. And in this place, the catalog of books may be inserted. Why don't you take mommy swimming? It'll be fun. He's not making rent. She's tired of being alone with the child. Through sameness of language is produced sameness of sentiment and thought. Got up to cut meat. Stood in that smell all day. Perimeter onset playing crucial quarter branch full tip time and place scan. Yes, sir, I do. Three of those were fixing it. No seeing them. Elements buffer. In that twitch feel up limbs, there's no fixing it. Huddle quadrant counting inhabitants. Operative swath. Who's in there? Who's there? Blaring route will be returned as practicable as possible. Now, here's a page that... I could try to read, um, but it sounds, you know, I mean, yeah. I, what it is is uh, two consonants next to each other in a calm in a way that would never uh, appear in the English language. So, for example, uh, M, P, L, M, K, S, and C. I mean, I do hear very specific sounds, but I think perhaps the, the, the best part of this for me is the, uh, the little uh, last line um, after these two uh, consonants, right, that have been sort of uh, uh, posed uh, next to each other uh, uh, graphically uh, and acoustically. Um, in the last line, if it is a line, it says, you speak English so well, um, which is something that I've been told many times. <laughs> right. So what are, what's going on there? Right. Um, linguistically, politically, culturally, historically, for someone to you know, unsolicited come up to me because of this, right. oh, you speak English so well. I'm, I'm trying to think like, What's happening? There's a lot of things happening there. Um, <clears throat> I go to my father's house. I wear a grief hat. I am told to put on coarse hemp and to proceed on my own. Could the rock be that yellow, canary yellow, corresponding pelvis bowl, bunker, buster, bomb? Ones under murder coats, blue line, green loop of adherence. This is the designated pickup spot. Demand of numbers, Derek's, daughters and sons, 
that announced click with which to wait for the person who has left. A pump turning itself on. Ruins Library where the route of a ship bringing tax grain from the provinces is described, where perceived hindering, say, birds congregating on a runway, where the first request was for fertilizer and seeds, where the instruction, harness these to the benefit of your society, where the conscription continued, where boards of revenue were basically Everyone had a plant job where preventable diseases rampant, where the need is window screens and sewer covers, where for the good of the very few and the suffering of a great many. Mold attacks ears and nose. The meaning may be do not entreat. Familiar face grasped, looking close, a stranger. You are now leaving the American sector. Drudgery of use, shamble fall, under an obligation or necessity. When the fish die all at once and appear on the banks all at once. This next section is actually not the poem uh, or the text as I uh, envision it. Um, When I started this, I knew, you know how sometimes when you're writing something, it's like, it's completely like um, shoots right through you. Like you didn't know you were thinking this thing until it like kind of washes like right, you know, uh, through you. And uh, I remember writing madly in my notebook, um, this is not the poem. This text cannot be the poem. The poem can only exist when it's made in real time. Because what I have in mind here is that it's written for six multilingual voices. And what I was hearing is that it would, it would only be an actual event or a text when six new voices speaking in six different languages uh, would be reading this poem. So this is a poem that exists in this book in English, but you have to try to imagine the poem existing only in real time when it's read by six people in six different languages. So, you know, uh, I, have, uh, I have done... Um, and there are some recordings of this where, uh, just like you, if, if, if I had chosen to do this today, I would have just said, the six of you come up and read this with me. And uh, it's been fascinating because, uh, first of all, to get that kind of um, multiply textured, right, the different cadences and rhythms that it inevitably uh, come up when you have m- m- you know, more than one voice. Uh, then we do this several times, and the second or third time we do it, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I say to uh, my, my readers, you know, um, 
so this is in English, but often, uh, I don't know whether you've ever had this experience. I think we all do, but we don't necessarily catch it. That you're uh, almost simultaneously translating, right? Even if it's th from one language, you know, like even if it's from English to English, you're hearing associations. You're hearing sort of the, the, the fallout. You're having glimpses of one word like superimposed on another. So I don't mean necessarily like, you know, reader, as you're reading this, would you, you know, if you have a sense of translating um, and people go, say, well, I only speak English. So it's not a question of the monolingual status, but that anytime you uh, initiate, you know, uh, anything uh, in language, it already arrives in, in this kind of multiple condition. And this is what I invite people to think about. Uh, but I have had the luck of having literally people who spoke multiple languages. So, so there's one recording where you know, somebody's going in and out of Spanish. Someone uh, had a Tibetan woman. Um, so I, I don't know if that, that's probably enough to at least get you to start thinking about what this is that I'm reading and what it isn't and what it could be, right? So those, those different um, spaces where the poem isn't, isn't, could and could not be, it, it's futural um, uh, moment uh, is arriving, right? So that, that cusp of something emerging. Um, and also it's it, uh, just for something to return to, if you'd like, uh, later on uh, in the, uh, as we converse together. Um, there are many voices here. I mean, beyond six, I mean, be like thousands of voices. Um, but some of the material that I was most drawn to were um, uh, oral histories, uh, especially, uh, um, these are all women's voices, and for the most part. Um, but there are also like you know documents that speak, uh, you know, official documents that speak. But um, just so you know that I was looking at a lot of uh, oral histories of um, uh, uh, women who had been tortured uh, at uh, borders of nations uh, and, and the kind of uh, stakes of what it means to cross a border, uh, what does it mean to be tortured at the border. Um, Measure streets by the number of uniforms. It's the pitch of the care. Sorry, it's the pitch of the cry that carries. Hunger noise, thirst noise, fear noise. Inside acts conducted outside. Weapon and deed. Dirt air of the tens of thousands of women who leave each year. Electric baton, rifle butts, 50 cents more, and we go there. Calculating, withholding of food. The epidemic phase of famine. stripped bark from pines and boiled it and swallowed it. Housemaids elsewhere, Foreign Employment Bureau. Two, six, seven years and my son's grown. Strike point full force. 
When you come, you start from the scratch. Do you have guns, drugs, or needles in the car? Do you have guns, drugs, or needles in the car? Do you have guns, drugs, or needles in the car? Press this button. No dust. Do you understand walls surround you? Blowout fracture. Ensconce so that only the gate is visible and nothing beyond. Tree, frog, toads. I send them candy wrapped in socks. The extent of the land that must be cleared for tank traffic. Boulders hang from my shoulders, scorched earth cactus. Night spent askew in a cauldron. That which is forced outside flesh, cloven tourniquet, draped in the last affection. Uh, I mentioned uh, this notion uh, of border, but I also uh, clearly mean um, all that enfolds. Um, I don't know if uh, they came through, but certainly um, thinking about like this uh, unprecedented moment of mass migrations or huge you know, uh, movement of human beings uh, uh, across the globe and many of those uh, human beings, uh, you know, uh, in the service of uh, exported labor, and many of the bodies uh, that perform that exported labor are women. So that's partly also what I meant by uh, you know, torture at the borders, not literally only, uh, the, you know, torture at the borders, but uh, this kind of mass movement of human bodies uh, and labor. Um, okay. So what I'm trying to do is read from enough of the sections of the books so you see how it, uh, how it moves. Reader of the Announcement of the Spirit. Place in the nose a piece of blue paper. The hair is combed and parted in the middle. Any fallen hair is collected and put in a pouch. With a spoon carved from a willow tree, place three spoonfuls of rice in the mouth, seven times bound with rope. Garb willow, to desire to see the corpse again. The father led the twigs. Bent at the waist, nose nearly touching ground, trolling sense. Wicked rounding swept cliff, burial mound numb dispense, guarded ravine horse hail, pilfer citizen reedy 
gibber, mendacity, one head, four faces. Spar, wanton, drear, dear, forbid, rest, cleft, hold, avarice, swift, regard, press, fray, reason, rights, wallow, heaving, cause, hold, facing, simple, adore, one. Baleful ladies of the five directions speak. The dead have no navels. Rivers fray. With head bowed, walked, trudged, iron leaf once trumpets, hump spine blackened with flies. Fighting house by house. You saw it and you heard it? Grass grew from the sternum. Roots took over the mandible. When the book opens and the dead march, barrow, flower, bulldozed, sun. Radiant falcon scattering acacias, the recitation of acacias, a grove of riverbeds, residents of ears repose, patience, aids such. A bank of wide hands, tender petition, horizon slope, a hooped light, a fragrant sight beheld, beholds, where in this further dwelt, abide, nestled close, civil bound. Thank you. You want me to facilitate, or do you have a? <laughs> okay. I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, in other words, what kinship do you have? 
Absolutely. Um, so without question, uh, I, I think one of the um, sort of uh, informative, deeply uh, informative aspects of this unsayable, unspeakable um, is the condition of, of, of uh, you know, what does it mean to be released into this kind of translingual space, an undecided space, not a codified, categorizable, um, identifiable marker that passes for like the connection between nation and language. So once that that kind of conjoining of nation spaces and linguistic spaces is cracked open, it can never, in some sense, uh, be put back together the, the way that it sort of arrives with that equivalence. So I think it's absolutely right, you know, given my own sort of uh, trajectory, uh, you know, so there's that linguistic space which immediately transfers into a historical, right, um, social and political space. Um, that's the, so, but I wanted to say that again before addressing your two sort of um, two-part question. What about the physiological slash physical uh, enabling or disabling aspect of what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm very, very interested in, in the, what I was calling that, that the, the cusp or the limit uh, of, of the thing that's about to appear or, or the thing that's about to emerge. So whether we talk about that linguistically, physiologically, I am very interested in the, uh, the ability of this space to make something appear that doesn't pre-exist. So if that's one way to read disability, right, that it, it, it becomes a, a potential, it's this kind of radical uh, potential for something to come into being right, that may previously be uh, carried under the banner of some kind of inability, but has the potential to kick up something. So that's one thing I'm very interested in, literally the physiological, right? Like the thing, that, why, why do I say there are pages I cannot read? How do I understand that inability? Does it, in fact, uh, contribute something, make something available physiologically? You know, it, it became, becomes a potentially enabled space, um, which is not to oppose disability or to do away with disability, uh, but I am interested in what they produce together in new configurations rather than in a bifurcation. Here's disability and here's ability. But, right, how do they... Uh, uh, implement and enhance each other in ways that we culturally deny or tend to deny or habitually deny. Okay. As far as this uh, second part of, uh, of your beautiful question, the impossibility of, of writing and the kind of ethical 
uh, imperative. You know, what does it mean to write? What does it mean to express? What does it mean to uh, create art? Uh, and and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first person to say or to think that it's precisely this question, condition of impossibility that, that um, <coughs> makes it urgent to try to speak. Um, but very much my work uh, is, is it, you know, again, um, I would have to say that second part of your question is completely what, you know, the work is um, pursuing and, and, and in, you know, saturated uh, in. And, um, and, and ergo, right, what I was trying to say about the way that this title has been uh, received as this kind of like impossibility. Uh, and, but I would like to imagine that it's something more about in that kind of denuded, seemingly impossible um, space. It's that space that makes these new uh, figures Right, what I'm calling these new uh, potential uh, contributions um, to our own imaginations, to our consciousness, to our ethical practices, to history itself, to how we uh, actually uh, practice and participate in history. It's the very impossibility, abjection, whatever you want to call that, that, that I think uh, allows you to listen differently, right, to heed different things than the things that are already um, prevalent, already the givens, already the way that we parse um, ourselves and, and how we belong to time and space. So that was a big question to begin with, but I think a, a good one. The lists themselves? You know, I see. Okay. Mm. 
when you said lists, I was actually thinking in, in the book there uh, are poems that look more like a list. Uh, I don't know if, you, if this struck you. The one uh, foundry, mill, warehouse, yeah. tannery, refinery, central clearing hall. So, when, so when, when you first started asking your question, I thought maybe you were talking about that kind of list. And However, you're referring to, and I'm just going to read it a little bit, the, the ones that sound like this. Right, uh, spar, wanton, drear, dear, forbid. That okay, uh, rest, cleft, hold, avarice, swift. It's so fascinating because the first I actually do think of it as a list. The second I don't. Um, I know it looks like a, a list because they're single words with you know like equal spacing between them. But here I'm listening very intently for the, the kind of prosody that's happening and the rhythmical uh, uh, multiplicity that's being opened up by that list. So it's, yeah, it's so interesting that I don't think of this as a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more yeah. about the sort of sequence and the way yeah. you pause in between each. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's right about, I mean, so. To go back to the, the, you know the, everything has a military purpose. So for, I mean, I guess for really it's a kind of ongoing meditation about if language or perception itself uh, can be harnessed right for these kind of uh, teleological ends, which is very different than uh, uh, participating in the making of language and the labor uh, of late language. And whenever I say language, I'm, I mean almost immediately attention. Or attentiveness, uh, uh, and, and how much more plural can that space of uh, using language as the kind of um, filter for attention, perception, um, tracking perception, um, as a kind of point counterpoint to the kind of teleological and, and object oriented ways in which you know, language is harnessed into like equivalence or transparency or the communication of communication. Right. So I, I think you're right in saying that these seem contrasting, but hopefully what they actually, they actually do is throw light on the question uh, of that, that, that difference. Right? Why, why feature that problem? So often I feel like it's the, the work of poetry is not to, in some sense, resolve that tension, but to ask better and better questions about that tension, right? the tension that you identify. So maybe the lists are a way of trying to pluralize that tension and difference between the teleological uh, uh, ends of language slash perception and where language slash perception, prosody, rhythm, all the resources of poetry uh, are in the service of opening up how do we even begin to look at this tension, this, this contradiction? Maybe another way to think about this is that when you have a series of disconnected elements yeah. in which the, um, the glue that holds them together is the parent, yeah. you, you immediately have to think about what is the, uh, what is the system of, of which these are parts. And so it's kind of part of your your larger project of, of not naming something and asking the space that the not naming uh -huh. creates uh -huh. to to gesture towards the the, the total right. structure. Yeah. And it seems to me that a lot of what you're doing 
doing in, in all of your works is has a lot to do with the unknowability of new national formations, new global formations, um, new relationships of um, power, and so forth. And so one solution would be for it to describe it, yeah. and the other would, of course, be to take away from it and just allow the, 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 the um, mm -hmm. bits and pieces, the fragments, to gesture outward at the, at the catalog that's, that's holding these yeah, I mean, I think these two comments work uh, nicely off of each other. And actually, I, I guess as a footnote to your question and the importance of your question um, uh, is precisely uh, in, in relation to, I mean, I was making a list earlier today, and, and of course I've lost my list. <laughs> but there you go. I mean, right? I mean, a list as in sorting, understanding. Like, why am I doing this? Because, like, listing is a kind of almost tactile you know, um, touching of what it is possible to think. But at a certain point, the list, I mean, and, and appropriately and wonderfully, I lost the list. So I can only partially recall the list which began with um, the word allegiance, right? Where is allegiance then in this new, new moment in which, you know, nations, uh, global and geopolitical patterns uh, really put a extreme pressure on how we begin to even process the meaning of, uh, of affiliation, um, alliance, allegiance, citizenship. So maybe th those, um, when you ask the question, how do these congregate? What do they make together? How do you move from one thing to the other? It's very much attached to this question, right? How can we talk about affiliation, allegiance, uh, and the last word I remember, they were all A words for whatever strange coincidence, allegiance, affiliation, alliance, and the last word was affection. I mean, that, that sense of how is it possible to belong to one another, the way that many of these passages seemingly don't belong to each other, but in some sense they're, uh, and it's beyond desire or longing to belong, but like how does belonging uh, take place? So uh, do we have to stop? Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, see, well, it's gotten more and more, uh, more and more like the, the words without parts connecting them. I mean, that is to say, uh, I think I'm almost always working. I mean, it's, it's, it's become more of a notational practice. I never, at this point, uh, only rarely go, oh, I'm going to sit down to right now. Right? I think you're sort of, I'm always working, and it looks like lots of different notebooks. And at a certain point, you go, oh, I see what I've been up to, or oh, these passages have something to do with each other. But I would say I'd never sit down with uh, like something like what I would like to think of as a, a poem written head to foot, right? Head to toe. So that doesn't happen. Um, so a lot of it is, in some sense, um, writing without uh, anticipation of what you're making. And, uh, and, and being able to tolerate big pans in which you think you don't have work, but you do. So uh, I'm not sure what kind of practice that is, except a, a kind of a practice of uh, working through accretion. You let the material sort of uh, accrue, and then you can begin to see, uh, in a sense, uh, what it is, right, that's kind of com coming together. Uh, 
Um, often, um, I find that sometimes I'm also um, thinking in a form before there is language, which is something that is happening more and more. So I'll see a shape, uh, and that's sort of, you know, I'm not sure what, what that tells me, but that's been interesting. Yes? See, isn't that an interesting way to think of writer's block, though? That writer's block is part of writing? Yeah. Because I think it's, it, 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 I mean, clearly, you know, um, writing, the scene of writing as a kind of disciplinary site, whether we like it or not. Am I writing? Am I writing enough? Is it good enough? Did I write it, you know, like, should I write two more poems? I, right? And I, I, I think, to, to some degree, that does its job. I mean, there is a reason why that kind of conversation exists in a writer's head. Uh, but I also believe that, you know, the more you sort of uh, uh, allow yourself to figure out what, what's generating those kind of editorial or what I'm calling disciplinary kind of uh, uh, site of writing, um, the more, you know, freedom you'll find to actually do your own work rather than manage the work. You'll actually be doing the work. Yeah. Yes? Um, the, the notion you kind of began with uh, how uh, the different interpretations and experiences of certain formal qualities of words will have depending on kind of the, just the reader themselves. Um, I was wondering how it is that maybe because there's such a very certain aesthetic quality to your voice, um, how it is that you kind of went about like this hurdle of getting that onto the page? Because that seems like something that on the stage is very in the foreground and you can you know, kind of work with it, but just as a writer, as opposed to a reader, how did you, you know, what were the struggles that you had trying to express that for? Can you say a little bit more about what you feel as the difference like if you hear me read it as opposed to, let's say, how the text may be on the page? Well, just as, as a reader, yeah. I'm, I'm going to approach um, any sort of letters put together on a page yeah. with a certain kind of conditioning behind me. Right. Um, I'm going to look at them a certain way, and you wanting us to look at them kind of in a different way, something that's so kind of intersubjectively dependent on your interpretation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's kind of a very hard thing to express, and I, and I felt like through kind of your repetition of um, a lot of S sounds, yeah. um, which were very distinct in your voice, mm-hmm. um, I was able to start getting the feel of this, but yeah. I think just off the start, it's kind of a, it's a big mountain to climb, and I'm just wondering <laughs> how it is that yeah. you kind of dealt with it. <laughs> I, I think I don't deal with it. I think I struggle it's, with it. It's part of the yeah. living capacity. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I think... Um, I think so much the work of writing any kind of cultural production is not feeling like you can resolve the problematic, but that the struggle allows something to take place. In other words, the burden is, is the one I want. Right? It's not a burden I want to shed or resolve. And that, in fact, the more, uh, more uh, 
exquisitely I can understand that burden, and this goes back to the you know, question of the, the more uh, multiply you understand your own question, more multiply you understand your own struggle, right? Without any necessarily, um, you know, expectation that it's going to be taken care of or resolved. I think that's actually the meaning of making art yeah. or, or thinking anything. <laughs> Right. Except maybe, uh, you know, uh, 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 I don't know, homework. But, <laughs> uh, oh, I think there's one last question. Yes. Yes, you, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Well, I mean, just a, a quick way to answer that, because it's also a very, you know, uh, I think, um, important and, 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 and deep question. Not about my work, but about, you know, the relation between um, form um, and compositional, you know, uh, apparatus. And uh, the, the, the long and the short of it um, would be, that if you look at my first book, they're actually discrete poems. So and there's a poem with a title, and then it goes on, you know, and then it's over, and then there's the next poem. So very clearly, uh, I'm working in a really different kind of uh, uh, temporospatial uh, uh, matrix now, um, where these this notions of recursivity, interruption, uh, the disruptive, the uh, so it, it, so formally, it's completely blown open, right? Um, and I think one way to understand why that's so is, uh, you know, under flag, uh, it's very much the the work of writing my condition, right? You know, as a whatever Korean American immigrant, you know, the stories that I grew up hearing. So the, the kind of, um, the scale of the book is there's me trying to understand my, uh, my history, my story, my, and so it's like the, the, inter, intergen, the generations uh, are fairly close. So me, my mother, maybe, you know, uh, Korean history. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Even in the, in the space of that one book, I realized that you cannot... Uh, in any way engage your own particular condition without you know, understanding or at least trying to, attempting to, to understand all the forces, cultural, uh, political, economical, historical, that happen to have produced you at that particular moment. Right? 
So the books, as that question has gotten you know, bigger and bigger and more and more expansive and crossing more and more uh, uh, eras, I mean, you know, like, I mean, we're even, a lot of this is not even human time, right? I mean, this is like geological time or ecological time. So, so absolutely, as the question has, has uh, uh, become more and more um, plastic and more and more, uh, enabled uh, and disabled. Like, can can I really talk about all the you know geopolitical forces? Absolutely not. You know that produced me or or someone like me. No, but you, the attempt, right? Going back to that question, it, the struggle or the attempt is now you know clearly uh, informing, right? How do I conceive of and practice language? How do I conceive of and practice process? How do I conceive of what form is? What do I think the possibilities of form are? Right? Do I believe this is a book of poems? Is it something else? So, so yeah, I mean, this is like a shorthand answer to your you know, um, large question. But yes, things have shifted um, you know, uh, in, in what I would say are these sort of interlinked, concentric, uh, like, Scales, uh, the scales of consideration have shifted, and as they shift, form shifts. My uh, idea of what prosody is uh, shifts, um, and it, it becomes. It, it looks like things have broken up, but actually, I've trying, I'm trying to find ways of getting them to speak to each other more. So it's almost like this inverse. Many readers will say, you know. I'll just be bald for a moment, right? In under flag, I I understood. Hmm? Interesting. What is that? And then I understand less. But I'm really, you know, I'm really hoping that that starts moving around, and rather that rather than this is um, broken, right? This is what I meant about the, the the question of the fragment. Rather than this is broken or it doesn't make sense or it's not intelligible or it doesn't connect, it's asking. How else is it possible to conceive of and listen for how, how connection uh, happens in the first place? So do you think that's a good place to stop? Yeah, all right. <laughs>